Hey, and welcome to the Aloha Church Podcast. We believe that full life is found in Jesus. And after this message, if you have any questions, please engage with us over social media or connect with us on a Sunday morning. We so hope you enjoy this message. Well, let me pray as we get into the Word and that the Holy Spirit would open up your hearts to hear what He has to say. Because it can be challenging today. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for sending your Son or God for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for us. That's why you came, to die. And we get that as we see now, thousands of years later, but they did not see that. They didn't want the Savior to die. But thank you for dying on the cross for us. And then sending us your Holy Spirit to illuminate our hearts to help us understand the word. Even when it contradicts how we feel or what goes against kind of society. Lord, humble us today. And Lord, if there's anything that I say out of pride or ego or arrogance or trying to make, be funny, I pray you'd burn that away, Lord, and you speak to us. Your Holy Spirit is the teacher. And we thank you for allowing us to be at Mission Bay High School, Lord. We, this school is beautiful. It's in the heart of PB. And Lord, help us to uh, make it a little, bit, a little bit prettier today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so in your notes, we have the Upside Down Kingdom. Again, turn it up and then, you know, don't get confused like I did. Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus went throughout Galilee preaching about the kingdom of God, right? He came preaching about the kingdom. So your first question would be, what is the kingdom? In your notes, the kingdom of God's, is God's rule and reign, or it's the rule and reign of God over his creation. You can write that down. The kingdom of God, God's rule and reign over his creation. Jesus brought the kingdom, right? He said, I, there's a kingdom, and I am that king. So he's the king of the kingdom, and it's available through me. It was not as available before Jesus brought to earth, but people were confused. And this kingdom is upside down, or it's a paradox, right? It's a paradox. There's a definition of paradox is this, <clears throat> where is it? I got it. Oh, here it is. A seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded or true, right? So it seemingly contradicts itself when we pray, ask the Holy Spirit to show us like that makes sense. And so the parables, Jesus spoke about the kingdom because a lot of people had preconceived ideas about God, like we do. We have preconceived ideas about God, who he is, what he's like, what we're supposed to go and do. So Jesus taught through parables. And the parables, Jesus had no problem identifying himself or God as, as we say, we kind of look through his book, Scandalous Stories. It's like, scandalous stories? That's crazy. So as we've been learning, Jesus identified himself last week as a, a farmer that scatters seed everywhere. And say, that could be foolish. He could be a foolish farmer. Because farmers back then were like, why would you waste your seed on these, all these different kind of soils? Another way he identified God is like an unfair employer. An unfair employer who pays people out of the generosity of his heart. He paid the people the same that started at 9, 12, 3, and 5. That seems unfair. 
because God is so incredibly generous. It's a paradox. And then I mentioned God was like a bad shepherd who leaves 99 sheep to die without protection. He wasn't in a gate with armed guards. He left them to die to go find one good as dead sheep. That doesn't seem right. It's a paradox or it's upside down. You guys get it? It's upside down. But our compulsion is not to hear Jesus explain the kingdom and go like, yeah, you're right. Our compulsion is like, mm, that's the way you say is it's like, but for me, the kingdom is like this because this works better. Make sense? This, what feels right to me. And we live in a culture that elevates feelings over reason. Our feelings just, they make sense to us. Jesus said the kingdom of God is like this, but actually it's like this. You feel me? So there's this head-on collision between the way Jesus describes this kingdom of God and the way we prefer Jesus to describe the kingdom of God. Example, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Paradox. <clears throat> Upside down. Jesus said, blessed are the poor, for they will be rich. Ah, I don't want to be poor. Whose goal this year is to be more poor? <laughs> no? Right? Blessed are those who mourn, they will be comforted. How many guys just want to mourn this week? I want to be happy. I don't want to mourn. I'm going to push that away. Jesus says, if you love your life, you'll what? You'll lose it. If you, he says, to hate your life, that's a paradox. It's upside down. The kingdom of God confronts what feels right to us. <clears throat> you guys warmed up? You ready to jump in? Okay, good. Verse 20. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. So at this time, the Greeks or Gentiles weren't the chosen people that God had, right? This is the, the Jews. So then they told Philip, hey, we want to go see Jesus because they're God-fearing Jews. So then Philip was like, hold on, and goes and tells Andrew, right? Hey, Andrew, take us out. These Greeks want to go see Jesus. What do we do? Can you come with me to go tell Jesus? Isn't that what we do? We don't want to be tell Jesus by ourselves. We don't want to get in trouble. You got to loop in a friend, right? You go see mom and dad. You got to see the principal. Like you got to go, hey, hey, you going to come with, with me and get our story straight? Because I want to tell Jesus, what do we do? Let's go tell Jesus that these Greeks want to see you. So then Jesus says, Jesus answered him in verse 23. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Say glorified. 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 We have the privilege of knowing about the resurrection and the cross. Like we know, oh, Jesus glorified. He died on the cross, rose again, duh. But we see it thousands of years later. They didn't know about that, right? The cross wasn't in their cards. They weren't thinking about a cross. They're like, wonder-working Messiah is going to come and whoop some butt, and that's going to be great. So they think glory was about military triumph, correct? 
They think glory is military. What do we think glory is? Like, real honestly, what do we think glory is? I can think of a quote from one of my favorite movies. It goes with something like this. You want a little taste of the glory? You want to feel the taste, lad? Right? Nacho Libre. The great movie. My favorites. If you're going to see Indiana Jones, come out to a good one too, Star Wars, but Nacho Libre, if you haven't seen it, I've been a youth pastor for many, many years, so like 100 times, so me and Matt Wonders can quote all of it. There you go. Right? Glory would be success, power, financial security, comfort, winning, glory, followers, right? Power. That's how we define glory. Crucifixion is losing. Messiahs don't lose. They win. So Jesus is referencing a different kind of glory than what they thought glory was. Upside down kingdom. So number one in your notes, the kingdom of God is upside down glory. You could have guessed it. The kingdom of God is upside down glory. Glory works upside down in the kingdom of God. So Jesus' glory wasn't about di- uh, military triumph. Jesus' glory is about him emptying himself, emptying himself, and dying on a cross. It was about humility. And he goes on to say, very truly, I tell you. So when Jesus says, very truly, you should pay attention. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies... It only remains a seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. So what's he pointing to? His own death. He has to die in order for life to be produced. That's what he's saying. He's pointing to his death. And then we know Peter, who's like us, what happens when the guards come to arrest Jesus? Peter's like, you said it's like this, but no, it's like this. And he's like, right? Is that a sword sound? And cuts off the guard's ear. Jesus says, kingdom of God is like this. I got to die. And Peter, like us, is like, no, it actually works like this. (laughs) Cuts his ear off. And Jesus, easy Peter, easy us, picks the ear up, heals the guard's ear, right? You know that guard must have been all, I'm not, I should go out of here. Jesus saying this, no one's coming to arrest me, bro. I give my life freely. I could call down legion of angels to whoop everybody right now. You think they're arresting me? I'm giving my life freely. I came to die. Peter, weren't you paying attention to the verse I just said over here? Unless a kernel dies, seed falls on the ground and dies, it can't produce life. Peter, like us. Yeah, but that just doesn't feel right to me. Because I want to (laughs) win. Sorry, I'll stop with Nacho Libre things. I just love that movie. So good. (laughs) It's upside down, right? John 12, 25 says this. Anyone who loves their life 
will lose it. While anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. What word does he mention three times here? Life. Right? Life or psyche could be translated self. So you could put self. Anyone who loves their self will lose it, while anyone who hates their, their self in this world will keep it for eternal life. So self. Life, self. Our culture and what you listen to is what? Just got to breathe and find yourself. It's inside. Just, mm, it's inside here. The power's within. And that sells really well, doesn't it? The power is within yourself. Just fine. Self-care, more self-love. Mm. Love yourself. Mm. More self-love. Self-love has limit. A self-centered life leads to death. Self-centered life is opposite of a Christ-centered life. Full of self contradicts filled the Holy Spirit, right? But yet we think because it sells and it just sounds really good, like that makes a lot of sense. I'll subscribe to that. That's good. Now the Bible's not against self-care. The Bible talks about caring for yourself biblically. Sabbath and rest is a part of God's design for your life. Right? This is a poetic way of saying the comparison of how much you love God and die to yourself than self-centeredness. Because it says, hate yourself. You're like, I'm supposed to hate myself? No, it's a it's trying to show the extreme. Jesus also, if you want to be my disciples, you must hate your family and follow me. And like, oh, some of you are like, that's easy to hate my family. <laughs> that's, that's no problem. <laughs> so Jesus is offering us die to the project of self-centeredness, of being your own God, right? Don't look within. Stop looking inward. Look upward. Stop looking inward. Look upward. You look inward, you get into trouble. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but you actually lack the power of control over anything that happens in this world. You might think you do. The pandemic should show us you really don't have control over anything. The market, people, stuff. But yet we think we do because we're sold that. We're sold. Power's within. I can control myself. And to be honest, if, I was, if you're your own God, you lie to yourself the most, don't you? No one else lies to you more than you do. No one else abuses yourself more than you do. Negative talk more than you do. So if you are your own God, my goodness. Jesus says, die to yourself. I'm offering you full life through me to be your life. Those who are right in Christ, in Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ because there's no independent you to condemn. Amen? But that just doesn't feel right. I, I, I feel like if I lose, I'm just going to lose myself. I'm not going to be me. People are going to find out who I am. 
it contradicts our human nature, our human desire. Adam and Eve. God had intimacy with them, walked perfectly with them. They're unashamed. The enemy lied to them. But you know what? God's withholding from you. Knowledge of good and evil. The good life is outside of God's will for your life. That makes sense. So we inherit it from our Adam and Eve. So not from your parents. Don't blame your parents for this. Right? You're like, I go see a counselor tomorrow. <laughs> but mental health is good. That's also caring for yourself. Mental health and counseling, we support it. Um, I lie to myself. So Jesus invites us to an upside-down life. Point number two. Upside-down life. The kingdom of God is an upside-down life. Upside-down glory, upside-down life. <clears throat> okay, buckle up. First John, you got to turn there, 2, 15 to 17. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away. But whoever does the will of God, what? Lives forever. So non-Christians here, right? This is not a call. If you stop doing all these things and start doing all these things, you have no problems in life and that's full life and everything's going to be awesome. That's not what Jesus is inviting us into, right? He's invited into die to the project of self. <laughs> Stop believing you actually have power over anything in this world. Because when you think you do, you get angry, you get frustrated, you get lonely. Because you're the center of, this, of your world. When everybody else behaves differently, you, that's just, ah, oh, I get frustrated. And no one here identifies what I'm saying, right? You're like, ah, oh, that's not for us. Eh? Exactly. Just drive. Why are they driving? Everybody in, the, everybody in the world knows the left lane is the fast lane. Come on, people! <laughs> right? I got a Chevy horn. Like, <laughs> Toyota, not so much. Eat, eat. Eat, eat. Eat, eat. That's like, <laughs> Don't they all get it? Come on! When I'm on the peak and you're on the shoulder, just kidding, okay? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't do that. Don't have a lower church sticker on my board either. But hey, you know what? It's okay. <laughs> when your life is self-centered, the world revolves around you, and no one else, you're just going to get angry. Jesus says, I offer you a better way of life, a full life in me. Amen? But you got to die to yourself, to Christians, right, to believers, Dying a little bit every single day. Die a little bit every single day. You know this when you get married, right? He's like, what's the secret to marriage? Die to yourself every day. Your spouse is not there to make you happy. What? I thought I just would, well, I don't, the world, nope. Die to yourself. Die to yourself. Die. Upside down glory, upside down life. Then Jesus says this. Whoever serves me must, what? Follow me. Whoever serves me must follow me. 
where I am, say I am, where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. So this is about place, an upside down place. Where was Jesus going? I'll give you a hint. Where was Jesus going? What place? The cross. Jesus going to that place was the cross to die. Where did they think Jesus was going to go? On this throne. Where did the most disciples want to follow Jesus to go? Oh, right? On the throne. They wanted their, they're following Jesus because he's going to win. And I'm going to be right there. And who's going to sit? You're going to sit in the left or right, man. I don't know. We're going to just, we're going to, let's, let's be with Jesus. And Jesus is like, whoever follows me, following me to die, because I'm the colonel, they're like, over their head, right? Because that doesn't make sense. It's a paradox. Whoever follows me must serve me. Where I am, my servant will be, and my father will honor you. Upside down place. You want to be at the center of Jesus? You want to be where the action is? You want to be on the field? Serve Jesus. Follow Jesus. There is a completely huge difference between the amount of believers who think place, right? Just for the sake of being right in this place, we're at sitting in a service listening. That is a sliver of the place we're supposed to be, right? It's about serving and following and dying. The real work happens when we Stand up out of your seat and meet people and practice all the one another's in the New Testament. 100 times he mentions one another, serving one another, confessing one another. You can't do the one another's unless you're not in relationship, serving people and following Jesus, dying to yourself. This is inconvenience. That's where the action is. Make sense? And the place that he's talking about is not this place because he says... Heaven and earth, wait, the earth will pass away. So he's talking about our Father will honor those who serve me. He's talking about eternal rewards in heaven. That's the place, right? Serving Jesus, following Jesus, dying to yourself. This world will pass away. It's upside down kingdom. We live, Christians, we live in this, our future is secure, but we live in like the not yet, right? Not yet, but we have stuff to do here on earth. This is practice for eternity. Some of us think eternal life is, starts when we die and then maybe get into heaven of like safe, right? Like review the play, catch or drop the ball, safe. I'm in. I'll, right, I got in. Jesus says, now this is eternal life that they know me and believe in me now. It's eternal, right? It's like your salvation moment is the starting point, not life insurance when you die. Right? Thanks, bro. You know? So sometimes we think, when I get to heaven, we're just going to like wear white clothes and sit on some clouds, watch people. So boring. I'm like ADD. I don't want to do that. Right? Man, that's boring. You know, right here, this is heaven right here, a little piece of heaven right here. The clouds, some carpets, 
You know? No. We're going to be doing jobs and worshiping Jesus. All right? We're practicing. What do we practice? Believing, dying, serving others. That's where the action's at. More than just sitting, hearing a message that you're going to forget 95% of the stuff we talk about. Right? You stand up, start eating, start cleaning. What are you talking about? I don't know. Upside down something. <laughs> the A in Aloha Church, it values A is for action. Action. Close the distance of the gap. When God says something, we obey. That's a disciple. God says it, close the distance of obedience. The distance is farther when you don't die to yourself. God says it, mm, let me run that by uh, <laughs> my thinking. After a while, ah, it doesn't make sense. And you need to justify not doing what Jesus says. It's a paradox. Die to yourself. That's the invitation. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up. Start cleaning. So to everyone here today, right? First time, non-believer, believer, hard soil, good soil, thorny soil, all the soils, everybody, right? Jesus invites us to die. You've never given your life to Jesus and you think, I'm my own God because I know better. Jesus invites you to die. Die to the project itself, to trying to be your own God because at the end of the day, you're lying to yourself. You don't have power over anything. It's going to call you frustrated and lead to death. Right? Maybe even super religious and like, well, I'm like, I was 51% good and 49% bad, but now I'm like, because of my own doing, whoo, I've climbed this ladder, now I'm 90% good and 10% bad. And my friends, it was, man, you could be 99% good, 1% bad. The Bible says all fall short of the glory of God, right? Or perfection. You want to be perfect? Rich young ruler, right? Go sell all your positions. Follow me. Oh, my gosh. We're all sinners. We all fall short. Does Jesus invite you into life, full life? I have come to give you life to the fullest, full and abundant life. And that's just a prayer. We can pray together in a minute. And you may be walking with Jesus, and you're like, man, I, I and then don't shoot on yourself and be religious and like, I got to die more. I got to, no, no, no. Don't try to overcome your humanity by, with more religion. I got to do better, sin less, and try harder. I'm going to have two rakes today. Sure. <laughs> that is not what we're saying. <laughs> right? Jesus, you, the currency, you can give all your money to the poor. You can fast. You can go to church every day. You can podcast. You can even be on, you can even be whatever. If you don't have love, then it's all for nothing. Right? Jesus talks about that kind of church in Revelation. You guys had good teaching and this and this and this. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't know me because you didn't know the true me. We don't want to be that. So let's pray. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit teach you and grab your heart where you're at. I don't know where you're at. You may not even be able to articulate where you're at. But you're here and the Holy Spirit's talking. And I trust he's the greatest teacher ever. That's why Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, you like hanging out with me? It's better that I go away and send the Holy Spirit to comfort you, to pray for you, to be with you. Amen? Let's call on the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for your word. 
And oftentimes we're not sure we thank you because it contradicts what we want to hear. It's a paradox. But Lord, we trust that your Holy Spirit's working to illuminate our hearts, to shine the light on what you're really trying to say. And we don't have to get all of it. The disciples didn't get it all. Man. But Lord, you invite us in to ask questions, to follow, to serve. We always say this is a service to you, not a serve us of our needs and what can we get out of it. So help us to die for others, for you. And if there's someone here today that this is just clicking, and like, I'm tired of being my own God. I'm tired of going on my feelings. I'm just, I just white knuckling life. I'm resisting a savior. I'm resisting dependence on a savior. I pray they would release that today. Release it. And you would fill them up with your Holy Spirit. They would move from death to life from darkness into light, into glory. And they may not be able to articulate that. And maybe they would want to get prayed for. We just ask that you keep moving and helping them understand that. And Lord, Lord for uh, many of us, pray that we just keep dying. For those of us who are anxious and angry and frustrated at the world around us, our family, maybe our spouses, our kids, we would release control to you and just be present and know that sometimes the hardships of life is a way just to help us remind us how much we need Jesus. And the world says, be strong. We know we should be weak. Glory is found in meekness and humility and death. So we love you so much, Jesus. We want to follow you. We want to serve you until you take us home to be with you. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to the Aloha Church Podcast. If you want to learn more about living free in Jesus, please reach out to us. We hope God spoke something wonderful and life-giving to you today. Until next time, lots of love and aloha. Aloha.